to Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast are brought to you by Conti Fitness, the best in health, wellness, personal training, mindset, reset. Get your body and your mind at ContiFitness.net. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness, online health coaching programs for those in need at HighFiveHealthAndFitness.com. And guess what, Brian? What? On September 21st, 2019, the fifth annual Festival of the C5K will be at Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey. Who else is going to be there? The Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast will be live podcasting and announcing the race. It's going to be a lot of fun. Get there. Discount code CONTI. C-O-N-T-I. That's right. That's the 21st of September, Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey, Festival of the C5K. It's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fake crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. And We're, it's episode 112, Brian. We are where it's at today. Holy jeez. Yeah. This is good stuff. How are you feeling? I feel good. Gotta feel good after our episode with Lori Jimenez. Yeah. She's pretty cool. All right. So there are times, like, uh, you know, I, I say this in, during the show here, that, um, you know, our, our podcast is a platform that we want people to live a long, healthy life. That's what we're here for. We provide you some information. We bring people on to talk about ways that they inspire you. We or, have some or, fun. We, oh, we have grateful. Well, that's part of the long and healthy. Okay. Right. And, uh, you know, and. And there are different ways, you know, people, not everybody are in situations where they're living healthy lives, right? And that umbrella of health uh, covers a whole lot of things. And, uh, and, and let's talk. So we, we've been talking with, you know, running experts. We've been talking with swimming experts yeah. and products um, yesterday. Behavioral economics. That was freaking really cool with, you know, companies and corporate wellness we're talking about. And today we're getting into a little Relentless Minds. Host of Relentless Minds podcast is Lori Jimenez. And uh, and she uh, has an interesting story about her upbringing and um, some things that she had that she did. She was um, in uh, born into, as she said, a religion. It was like a cult. Uh, yeah, which which was a cult. Um, you know, she didn't go any further as to explain what religion or what it what and it was. And that's cool because we want to protect everybody here. Her story, she was able to tell it, uh, and in um, she eventually ended up breaking out and leaving her religion and and freedom yeah liberation but not without um, uh, yeah. plenty of guilt and not without leaving her family behind and, and not without and all that the shunning that stuff. happens for people that decide to go this it route communicated and yeah like exactly. legit like they read your name in the the church or wherever they read it in front of the congregation like this person has been let's like freaking the crucible yeah so, uh, you know, interesting. Uh, again, a little bit off the beaten path for us as far as health and religion, but health is, is health. No, is health is health is health. And and uh, you know, if you're able to make changes in your life um, that you know that you need to make uh, in order to live a longer, healthier life, uh, you know, there's there's levels to this stuff. And uh, you know, Lori's uh, level of of what she had to do and the changes she had to make are 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 wild. They're Even as extreme. a teenager, yeah. like breaking away from the church, and she wound up. You know, she said she got married and divorced. Like all this was secret. Her family kind of disowned her. This is a, some powerful stuff that you know when you think about. You know, do you follow what you believe is right in life? I think that this is a a great story and a great way for you to sit back and reflect on how do you feel? Are you following what you believe is right? And one of the sayings for her podcast is to make sure you own your story and create your life. And I think that that's important for all of us to remember health, wellness, fitness, whatever it is you're going through, use your story, create your life. What do you want your life to be? Go for it. I love it. So, very interesting listen. We hope you enjoy this. This is episode 112 of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast. Lori Jimenez. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, episode 112. 112. Coming at you today. Rolling, rolling. Super excited. East Coast. Uh-huh. East Coaster. Right. And uh We're bouncing back and forth between coasts here for I know. a little bit. Lori Jimenez. How are you doing today? Hey, Christine. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys? How are you and Brian doing? All good. Excited to speak with you. I know. Christine's filled me in a little bit here about what's uh, what's happening, but uh, we want to hear it straight from you. Rockstar, Relentless Minds podcast. Lori, <laughs> what's going on today? Well, I am today. I'm, you know, here in the office. I've got a few things I've got to get done. Um, my schedule usually is pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> there's a few things I'm, I'm balancing on top of, of working full time as a hygienist, but, um, I appreciate you having me on so that I can share with your audience, um, the reason why I do what I do. And we'll get into that in, briefly, or we'll get into that uh, shortly. Um, and where I come from, like, everything that inspired what I'm doing now and the reason why I decided to show up in the world and for others in the way that I'm doing so. And so, um, you know, let me know what you want to hear and I'll be more than happy to, to dive into it. So where are you, where are you at right now? Tell our listeners, I said East coast cause you know, sometimes yeah. we're talking all over the world. So we love oh, it. Wonderful. Where are you right now? I'm in Virginia, specifically in Tyson's corner area. Um, in, in a WeWork, an office that I have in a WeWork. So, um, Virginia DMV area, very, very busy hustle bustle type of area. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's my location. And, uh, how many plates are you spinning these days? You said you've got uh, the hygienist job and then of course the podcast, which by the way, I love the name. It's a great, Thank you. yeah, it's a great name. How'd you come up with that? And what's the podcast all about? Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to get into that. So actually, the name part, so Relentless Minds is the name of my podcast. And I came up with this idea. It was in September of last year. So now it's been about eight months or so. And when I initially came up with the idea, I was going through a transformation in my own life uh, where I was essentially starting to find myself and starting to figure out what my true identity was, like what I was, what I liked, what I didn't like, how I wanted to live my life, the beliefs that I wanted to have in regards to regarding all facets of my life. And um, the reason why this was such an important part in my life this you know, last year, really, it was like a transformational year was because I was raised in a household that was a very, um, a very controlling household, mainly because of a religious background that I was raised in with my immediate family. And so to keep this just, you know, related to the um, the podcast and how it inspired the podcast, and I can get into my backstory um, a little later, but um, I was essentially reprogramming beliefs that I had been in, that had been instilled in me from a very, very young age. And that were causing me to live in a lot of in a life full of guilt and um, grief because I actually decided to leave that religion, leave that lifestyle. I lost a lot of family members and friends along the way. And so I was in this year, I realized that, you know, all of that turmoil, internal conflict was due to the fact that I was holding on to these beliefs that were really not my own. And so when I was coming up with this podcast idea was that I wanted to inf- or I want to interview other individuals who had undergone challenge in their life who had gone through difficult things that could have made them derail from what they wanted to pursue in life you know to live their best life but they didn't allow that to overcome them and instead they decided to conquer that challenge to continue on with their vision and their, and their pursuit in life. So I was figuring out what I wanted to call it. I was actually really, really, I really liked the word rewired, like just like a podcast called rewired, but there was something out there that it's not a very, it's not active much, but um, I was like, okay, we need to come up with something else. So I'm actually happy. I fell across this that I couldn't do rewired because relentless is just, it's, it, 
it encompasses so many different things about life. It's not just about, you know, something about family. It's also about business. It's also about a, just a perspective in how people go about their, their, their life. And so, um, Relentless Minds, it just stuck and, you know, it, it worked. So that was the inspiration for my podcast, the reason why I came up with the name and, and the, the, the reason or, or the, the goal that I have in mind um, with every episode that I, that I release. So let's get into this for a second. Ready? So for yeah. our listeners, you know, Brian and I started this, our podcast, because we were like, you know, fitness, wellness, nutrition, that's our wheelhouse. But then somewhere along the line, we realized that there's so much more than just you know, the physical part of fitness or nutrition. And it's, you know, really about your mind. And what wound up happening is that, you know, we'd bring a lot of people on the show and, you know, it was about their product and CEOs of companies and, you know, big, big heavy hitters in the industry. And we realized that it wasn't just about their thing. It was about their story. Mm -hmm. And these were inspirational stories that were gut wrenching that, you know, Mm -hmm. now we started kind of saying, all right, well, if fitness is just not about movement it's about your mind there's such power in people like you and Mm -hmm. stories that you have and I know we always say people don't just fall onto our podcast there's some sort of you know connection here and what I want to tell our listeners is that Lori you actually reached out to me we didn't even know each other and you reached out to me and said that um you had found something where what was that it was it was bizarre the connection. It was on a blog post in um, some UK. It was a UK blog, and apparently you didn't even know about it, so that was kind of funny. So no, because you were like, just... "Where do you live?" And I was like, "In New Jersey." <laughs> yeah, they pro- and it's UK, so it's they probably just do some research on random people and then just post, which is pretty cool, you know. Um, but I think it's there's something special about just being able to get the story from the source, right? So. Yeah, but that's how we came across, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, and then um, Lori actually reached out to me, and I did a episode of Relentless Minds. So mm-hmm. I think that was really cool to be able to, you know, kind of bring, you know, stories, inspiration, things like that to, you know, across the board. Um, and it only, you know, it only really helps. And like you said, Relentless Minds, and I want you to get into your story a little bit about mm-hmm. taking your own story, owning it, and inspiring other people to keep going. And I know, you know, Brian and I both have our own, you know, things in our past. Oh, I, got, we, I got things. We got some things, right? <laughs> and, you know, it's, I think it's important to use those things as, you know, as gifts instead of yeah. saying, oh, woe is me. Use it as a gift. Absolutely. Inspire people and say, you know what? Yep, damn it. This happened and this is going on and I'm going to, my husband said this to me the other day. He goes, Christine, put your damn head down and keep going. And, yeah. I mean, you need to hear that sometimes and you need a yeah. place to find that. So let's let's get into this because you said that growing up you did not have the, um, let's say, the perfect childhood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it, again, I don't know what, again, we all have our, dis- I, I say every family is dysfunctional in their own way, but you had a little different upbringing. Tell, yeah. tell us what that was like. Yeah, of course. So I want to say like what I went through, right? And this is something actually really interesting that I've come across like with just meeting other people and just really when I showed up on social media, putting out my story and just being completely genuine and authentic. And I know you want me to talk about that. I'm going to be, I'm going to, you know, really dive into that too. Um, but I started just seeing like people were just reaching out. Right. And like what I went through and I'll, and this is one aspect of like, you know, religious control, just like conditioning, like that's going across that, that happens in like so many families. Right. It's very, very hard to find like a family. That's just like parents are like, Hey, you do your thing. I'm here to support you, but guide you in a way, but you know, like not trying to push anything on you, making you feel like you have to live this way or that way. Like that sort of conditioning is everywhere. If it's not in a religion, if it's not in like parenting, you find it in society, right? And so when I came across, when I came out on social media, I was really pushing this sort of like just having, it's all about your mindset. It's all about being relentless, but it's also about ignoring and being able to, ignoring like the outside noise and also being able to recognize and being self-aware of when you are conforming to that. 
that social norm, right? Or when you're conforming to the desires of a parent or the, or the opinions of a friend or anything like that. And so self-awareness for me was a big, 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 um, a big role in my, my transformation. So going back to my back, my, my story, um, is that I was born into a religion. I was born into a religion that was, it was a cult, right? And it was very, um, very controlling in the sense where, um, your friends were decided, like they had regulations on who your friends could only be those people from the religion, right? Anyone you dated had to be in the religion. Um, the music that you wore, the things that the music that you listened to, the, the things that you wore, um, even furthering your life and education, like that was essentially kind of frowned upon, like missing meetings. It was all about dedication to God. It was all about living a life of humility. Um, and they did, you know, I mean, there were, there were good things about it, but it was also like very severe um, punishment if you didn't if you didn't abide by those rules, right? So those were I would say that's where it was kind of more of a of the issue because essentially what happened I was raised in this household I conformed to it for many many years and around fifteen sixteen obviously the years of of kids when they start to you know hormones start to kick in you start to really figure out what it is that you want to do. And for me, I just started to rebel and it wasn't fitting in with what I, how I wanted to live my life. And, um, I just, I was, a, I was living a double life essentially until I said no more at 18. I said, I have to get out of this and making that decision to leave this religion. Uh, and this is where I was talking about like the, the severe, you know, punishments or whatnot. Um, I, the, the, the rules of the religion is that you must be shunned. Basically, so I lost with my due to my decision to leave this religion. I lost everybody that I had grown up with because, mind you, remember, I wasn't able or allowed or it was frowned upon. So I didn't do it. Make friends with outside of the religion. Right. So it's like you have your life and your world in this religion. And then if you decide to leave it, they take it away from you. And so that's essentially what happened at 18 years old. And at 18 years old, I actually ran away from home because that decision was so difficult for me to make. And I didn't want to deal with the looks of, of shame or any of my of people reaching out to me. It was just like I had to leave and there was two weeks and nobody knew where I was. And I just had to, I had to do it. Right. Because like things that when I was <laughs> even being young, like I had that mindset of it's like, if I'm going to do this and you do it and you do it fully. And I made that decision and I lost my the world basically I grew up in so that was a very very challenging time for me the child the most challenging time in my life but it was very trans it was it put set me on a path where that I didn't see it then but I knew I would come to it where I would have a lot of growth from that and the reason why I knew that I would have a lot of growth from it was because I knew I was in control of that growth okay and so that's one thing that I've that I also share a lot and that I'm very very um, firm on is that I take full responsibility of everything that happens in my life, right? The things that didn't turn out well or the things that turn out great. It's because of, of a direct effort that I placed into that, either a lack of effort or, or effort that I applied. And so when I left that religion, I found, and I was 18 years old and I was living on my own and I was working full time and going to school full time to get the career that I have now. Um, and it was just a very tough time. I just spent my time um, staying busy, right? Because I didn't want to think about the the pain that I was feeling. And um, and I felt and I felt a lot of guilt. I mean, I I was raised, I was I was taught to to live a certain way, and now I was living another way because internally it was what I wanted, but it didn't feel like, and it still felt like I was doing something wrong, right? And so all of these things are just things that I ended up realizing and teaching and, and showing and sharing with others. It's like just because you feel a certain way is the right way, it doesn't mean that it's not a false illusion. And so for me, I lived this way for years. All right. It was four years of just like this shame, this guilt. I kept thinking, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I just couldn't get my I couldn't completely disconnect from this this lifestyle and from these people, even though they like, even though I couldn't, I couldn't live that way. Right. And it's so crazy because I know other people that were from that, or even other people that just have it, like they want to live a different way from society. It's like, 
they're constantly thinking, oh, am I doing something wrong? So they feel uncomfortable, right? And it's, it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with you doing something wrong. And that's why you're feeling uncomfortable. It's just because you're conditioned to think that it should be a different way when that doesn't, that doesn't mean that that's the way it should be. So, um, basically my next, the next phase in my life when I went through this transformational period, I actually went, got through this relationship that ended up being, um, an abusive relationship. And I got out of that. And that was another period of my life where I learned, um, that, you know, just about people and how when they're broken, they look for, they look for other, they're just like broken people usually meet. So this person was broken. I was broken and it was just a toxic relationship. And also just the fact that um, it was actually really interesting. I'm going to mention this, but there was one book. Um, I think it was the untethered soul. I forgot the um, author of that book. Um, but it's in, the book said that if you go into a relationship because you have you feel a void, you have a problem, and you want to fill that problem or help, or fix that problem with somebody else. It said that you will, and I'm, I'm, I want to make sure I don't mess it up. It says it said that you will have problems in your relationship because that relationship was a fruit of your problem. So it was a pretty, pretty crazy concept for me. And so that's why actually for a period, I just decided to stay out of relationships until I figured myself completely out. Um, but in the, this book, there was this book that I read. So that was the, what kind of shifted me into um, a, a recovery period um, because I was fed up of living in guilt. I was fed up of living in guilt and shame and just, not being true to myself within. And there was a book I read called The um, The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. And this book highlighted and brought to light the fact that people have burdens and people are carrying baggage by from how what their upbringing was or, or from their parents, right? Or from some other experience that they had and people, if they don't have that sorted out, they will continue to to influence the rest of the generation. So those are like generational defects, right? And so bringing that to light to me, because it was talking about parents, right? And parents have their baggage and they'll put that baggage on their kids and then their kids will grow up, they'll go through life with that baggage and then they'll put it on their kids. And I said, that ends here with me because I recognize that I could recognize I could go through all the things that my that my sisters and my mom and my dad like all the baggage that they had based on their parenting and and their experiences um, and how that could have influenced them I became sort of like a and Tony Robbins says this too it was like a practical psychologist right so it's like by need you start to figure out how the human mind works and and why people do what they do and so I realized that, you know, my, my mother's way of, of, of treating me at that time and my sisters and everybody else, it was just a product of their environment, right? Or product of their, of their upbringing. And it had nothing, nothing, nothing to do with me. They couldn't, they were blinded by, and this is how people are. People live blinded by the social norms that are around them, the things that they grew up and believed in because their parents told them it was the right thing. And people live in ignorance. They don't try to figure out for themselves what is really right and what's wrong for them, right? And so they go through life, they go through life judging everybody else that want to live a life that's not conformed to the majority and it's, and it's mostly more, and it's of their individual nature. And so I said to myself, I'm like, at that moment, I, that's when I started to really heal. And I said, look, I understand where you come from. I understand that this for you is right. And I understand that this for my sisters and my, those friends from that time, I said, look, I understand that, that this is the way you want to live. And that's great. And I wish you the best because I don't want people to judge me for it. So I'm not going to judge you for it. Right. But that doesn't mean that what I'm doing is wrong. It might be wrong to you, but it doesn't mean that it is factually wrong. And so that's when I started to heal. I, I, I went from 
from that from being connected to being disconnected but with with respect to how they wanted to live their life right and that's really that period of my life is what brought to light the relentless minds because i said i need to help other people to do this i said i have this mindset and i'm like i can't offer anything else i don't have an expertise in this i don't have a skill set in that i can't offer anybody else and anything else other than the fact that I have this mindset where I can figure this stuff out and I can stick to it and I can be confident about it and I can, and I can just hash it out and just have that grit to get it to see, see it through and to heal. Right. Absolutely. And so I said, I wanted to help other people to do this. And I said, what's the best way to do it? <laughs> what's the best way to reach the most amount of people on a platform? And so I came up, Actually, somebody asked me to be on their podcast at that time, and um, I was in real estate, and so they wanted to talk about the real estate that I was doing, and I, that's that's the idea because I didn't really before then, honestly speaking, I didn't even listen to podcasts, <laughs> and so that was the thing that introduced me to the podcast platform, and I started to look into it, and I said, hey, this is the way I'm going to go, and so that's where that's where the the idea blossomed, and. Um, Relentless Minds. A few months after that, came to came to the light. So yeah, that's my backstory. That is something. <laughs> in a nutshell, there it is. Uh, I have a question now. I've obviously coming off of that. I have some questions. We've lots of questions, yeah. Lori. Um, Absolutely. So I mean, it's it's hard to see things. I almost think in like Truman Show, the movie with Jim Carrey. Oh where, my god, where that like, movie freaked me out. Right where, after I saw that, Lori, yeah. have you seen that? Uh, no, I don't have You need to watch The Truman Show. So, I mean, the the, yeah. the basis of it it's is... It's going to blow your mind. Huh. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. <laughs> it's not that, like, serious, but, like, it, the whole... At the end, you're going to be like, oh, my God, what if this is what life is about? Well, my... my <laughs> okay. God. He's basically raised from the time that he's, in, in, you know, a baby, uh, you know, on television, and it was an experiment where everything was kind of... Was, was filmed, and his whole life was filmed, and he was the only one that wasn't in on it, right? So, because, you know, this culture was created around him. Like everyone was actors. Yeah. It every, was crazy. Everyone, oh except for him. Mm-hmm. So, Freak you out. So, I mean, when you're in a culture... And you're in this society and you're and you're be and everything around you is, you know, is is the way that you it's only the only thing you've ever known. Um, and, you know, and, yeah. and from my perspective, I was a, I was in the second grade in, in Catholic school and I was looking at the nun across from me and I was saying, this is a crazy person. I mm. cannot believe that my mother is telling me that I'm supposed to listen to her. Like, what's wrong with this woman here that I'm supposed to listen to? What's wrong with my mother? This person is certifiably insane and i'm supposed to like i have to sit here and behave so like i kind of like when it was it that these glimpses of reality or when these things like things weren't sitting well with you you know what age were you looking at things and saying okay well that's not right or you know i don't that doesn't make me feel comfortable or when were you started to kind of have that mindset shift that that the situation that you were in wasn't healthy wasn't you know productive wasn't anything when did that start creeping in you know it's crazy so the thing about me when I said, I don't, I don't think it ever came to a fact. I, I didn't ever come to mind where I was like, this is unhealthy for me. This is um, not the way that this religion should be going about. Like I had no idea on that. I was a kid, right? Like, but I was 15, 16 years old. I'd say when I'd say I was going through a lot of, of stress. I was going through a lot of stress, living a life of stress. I was living a double life, right? So I had a boyfriend and that was frowned upon. The boyfriend was in the religion, but it was frowned upon. And I was just feeling like a bad person. I was feeling like a bad, bad person. And um, it was just years of this. It was a long-term relationship. And I said, it was, it was just feeling so much guilt throughout. And I said, this is not what life is about. I was literally at like 17 years old thinking, is this what my life is going to be all about? Right. And something I'll tell you guys, because I put it in my podcast, I've said it already People who hear it, hear it, they know. But I actually got married when I was 18. So before I left six months prior, I got married to this guy that I was in a relationship due to the guilt that I was experiencing because we were in a relationship. Interesting. So due to that pressure, 
I got married at 18 years old and I didn't even, I, in this relationship was, was a relationship where there were arguments every single day. We didn't see eye to eye on anything. Like it was not a healthy relationship and I got married and that was really the punch in my gut because I sat there and I said, you did this due to this environment that pressures you so much to always be like to always live a certain life. And now you're not even truly happy in this relationship. And this is it for the rest of your life. Like, is this it really? Like, this is the only person you're going to be with. You're not even truly happy. You guys fight every day. Like you're in a relationship that doesn't even, that frowns upon you, like going to school furthering your education. Like you're supposed to just do, you know, just go like read the Bible and like comment and go preaching and all this stuff. And I'm like, is this it? And I said, no, I can't. I'm like, I don't know what it is that I want right now in life, but it's not this. And so I said, what I'm going to do actually at 18 years old, this was my plan. I said, I'm going to get out of this religion for a year. I'm going to go and I'm going to straighten myself out. I said, because I'm fucked up is essentially what I said. And I'm sorry. No, (laughs) curse away. You're good. But I truly at 18, I thought I was a problem. Right. I thought I had like everybody, my sisters were like, were like model examples okay and i was the black sheep of the family i still call myself the black sheep of the family but with a lot more like ownership (laughs) right but at 18 i felt like i was in the pits and i said i'm gonna leave basically i'm gonna leave to fix myself because i'm a problem and so i did that i said that's why i was like i don't care who gets hurt along the way i need to do this because i'm going to come back such a better person right but i was a bad person and and actually leaving and then hurting so many people, seeing my mom cry, my ex cry, I mean, we got a divorce and like just all my friends, like it made me feel even shittier of a person. But that's how that started, right? I left and when I left, I just never came back because when I left, I just, I left and I started to, I would tell myself, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. I'm going to fix myself. I never fixed myself. I never fixed myself because the lifestyle I wanted was not in conformity with this religion. And eventually all I did was realize that this is what I want. The life that I'm living now, not that. And I took ownership in that. And that's where the authenticity comes into play. That it is impossible for you to be real with others if you're not content and and satisfied with who you are within. You did fix yourself. Yeah, you did fix yourself. You fixed yourself in a way that was not the way that other people thought that you needed to be, which is the power of your words right now. Absolutely. Yeah. It was that all along I was, I was still stuck with the idea that they were right and I was wrong. And eventually I realized, look, they're right, but they're right in their world. And I'm also right in my world. Right. And that's where that, distinction comes into play everybody gets to choose who they how they want to be who they how they want to live and i don't think anybody should judge the other unless it's it, it starts to it starts to soak into the lives of, of each other and affecting other people right i mean obviously you've got your principles of like no killing and like adultery and all this like you know like cheating and stuff like that that are, are pretty solid things but i'm talking about outside of that and so for me like a big um, this, I created this model that went with Relentless Minds and it was to own your story and create your life. Because for me, I went from, from, from like really being in conflict with the upbringing that I had and the things that I was taught and the way that I was told to live and everything that I went through, you know, I was in conflict with that for, for some time. And eventually I was like, look, this is part of the journey, right? This is life. Life happens. And things happen in life that you have no control over. And all you can focus on is what you do have control over. And so my motto when I came out with Relentless Minds was to own your story, own, like embrace where you came from, embrace the, the stuff that you have to deal with or, or had to deal with. That does not define you, right? Now, moving forward, now what are you going to do about it? So that was the second portion of my motto. So it's own your story, then create your life. Like now moving forward, start creating your life. And, God. and then, yeah, that's, that was, that's, that's when it comes to authenticity. For me, it's like, you've got to be, you've got to, you've got to own who you are. 
like be okay with what you're doing, be okay with who you want to be, what you want to do. I mean, I've like with my, my, my businesses, I've switched ventures four or five times in the last two years. Okay. Like <laughs> my family went from like, you know, Oh my God. Oh my God. Again, something else, something else. And now, now it's like, um, okay, what is it this time? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you just, and that, that in itself could be like, I mean, I know I faced it where I was like, man, can I not just stick with something? And, and it's like all part, it's all part of this process. I'm just like, realize it's like, look, you go with different things. Like I was in real estate, then I started a different type of, I was in investing, retail real estate, investing real estate. I tried to open up a baking little, like a little online baking thing. It's really a period of time. This is different stuff. And it was just like, I liked it, but it's just not it. And I'm like, that's completely okay, right? Like life is meant to live. Like some people will live bare, like barely make anything just so that they could, like, they just so they, they could live um, humbly and like travel more, right? So it's just like, Everybody gets to choose how they want to live, how they want to find their purpose, whatever it is. It's like, what are you comparing yourself to? You're comparing yourself to, okay, these people are going to judge you. Like, I bet if you had parents that were like, you got to do this, you got to do this, then you would feel differently about it, right? So, so it's just all of that. I don't know. It's just great, great transformations that I've had um, and things that I've been able to share with the rest of the world or my followers at least. So let's talk about the podcast and what you were kind of the messages again that you said, you said, own your story and create your life. So now when our listeners obviously check out Relentless Minds, what type of guests have you had on? I know, you know, again, I've been on, um, but what other types of guests have you been on? I know you actually told your story on the podcast and I listened to it. So for everyone that, you know, wants to hear a little bit more about, you know, kind of your specific um, you know, journey and, background, yeah. and background. I know, you know, definitely check that out because Laura, I think this story is very powerful, very moving. And, you know, you're very detailed about why here's, here's what I did. Here's how I overcame it. Was it sunshine and rainbows? It absolutely was not. Um, yeah. but you put your head down and you kept going and you're still doing that to, to this day. And now what type of guests are you bringing on and what are they, what are you talking about with them? Yeah. So I, the type of guests that I look to to bring on are people I have, I have criteria, very clear criteria on what I'm looking for. And that is somebody obviously who's had some challenge. They've had, they've experienced a challenge and I, I prefer it to be a, a little bit more significant, uh, but not always. Right. It could be things that also, if it's something that I know a lot of people deal with um, and that's stuff like that. So challenge that somebody's that someone's gone through, but also most importantly had the mindset and the grit and the relentless mind to, to overcome it in a healthy way. Right. And in addition to that, like, I want these people to be aware of that, that they can speak about it in depth and detail and, and just, you know, elaborate so that the listeners can understand how they can, they can apply it also. Okay. And then um, the other thing I'm looking for is um, somebody who, who's now, you know, maybe farther along, farther along in their journey, where where it's something that they're looking back at, not necessarily something maybe that they're going through. Um, and so they're, they're, you know, a little more ahead so they can, they can speak about like, they've gone through the process of like figuring all that stuff out. And most importantly, someone who's also now using their life to give back. And so that's, that's the, that's a big thing for me because for me, um, I, I really care about people that, you know, people that have gone through things that are challenging. It's like, okay, but it's great when you're able to now help others, right? When whatever you're doing. So if you're doing something, like if you started a foundation or organization or you're a coach or you're a counselor, anything like that, like, you know, you're, you're involved in volunteering and stuff like that. Like somebody who's now like going out there and trying to help others because what they went through inspired them right? Because it inspired me. And so I can resonate and I can uh, relate more with with those type of people too. So um, those are the things that I'm looking for when it comes to the the guests that I've had on my podcast. I've had a lot of coaches um, on my podcast. Um, I'm actually now looking more a lot for like entrepreneurs, just kind of outside of the coaching world. Um, Also to start to filter in there. And, um, and yeah, there's just like people that are out there and they're just pursuing their dreams 
right? And they're in a place where they can say, hey, look, look at, look at where I'm at. But this is what I went through because everywhere that I, I mean, this is what I, what influenced me to start this podcast to another bit was that, I mean, everything is highlight reels, right? Everything is like positive, positive, positive. And then there are parts where there are some, some platforms or some random episodes where it'll be like, uh, oh yeah, and I went through this. And then that's it. And you keep going on with the, 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 like, you know, you have the mindset, the mindset, you got to do this, you got to do that. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But can people connect with you? Like, can they connect with you from what you went through? And if they can't, it's not going to impact them as much. That's just the truth. Right. And so for me, um, I just, I just, that's why I decided I'm like, I want this all to be about challenge and conquering that challenge. And then now look at where you are. Like, this is what you can get to. If you just go through the whole internal process of it, right? So, um, so yeah, that's that's that. You got to get beat down before you see the sunshine. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, truly. And right. actually, something else I didn't mention. I have a couple of other things that I'm working on now that I, I can mention to you guys. But um, when I first started, so after I launched my podcast, I actually uh, contemplating for a period being a coach myself. Um, because I wanted to touch the lives of others and because people were asked, were asking me about it. Um, that was the main reason I was getting reached out to ask if, if I did any coaching and I considered it for a while. And, um, you know, I actually like made workbooks. I did like the, the materials and stuff because I wanted to impact others as an entrepreneur. I think like the biggest thing for entrepreneurs is impact, right? It's like, you want you like how many people can, can I help? And for me, I said, helping helping a, a client here and a client there is great for income, but I'm not necessarily touching as many people as possible. And so, one thing that actually came into play, and I didn't, I wasn't even expecting it to happen, but I I did a morning practice accountability trial, right? For one week, I had a group of people, and I put this out there. There were 30 people that subscribed. There was 10 people that actually completed it, and it was. People, they got up with me at five in the morning every day for a week. And we would go through a routine of six activities. And then at six o'clock, we would all hop on a coaching call. And then we would just talk about how it went. Uh, first day was like introductions. And then after that, I had like a topic that we would discuss every day. Right. Um, there were people that were going through transformational changes in their own life with just five days. And I realized how powerful this morning practice was for others. I do it for myself, but then I started seeing how much it was helping other people. And so I actually decided from that to create a morning practice accountability program. The program is called the conquer your day. And it is now it has, it has shifted in, in format. Um, and so it's going to take me a little bit longer to complete but that is what I'm creating for, for, for to put out there. Um, the number one thing that was the one, number one activity when you wake up and that I told everybody that was going through the practice is hydration. It's the number one thing that when you wake up, I mean, science is like science has shown it's like just a half percent or 1% uh, reduction in hydration can alter your mood, make you feel ex- fatigued and exhausted. And so just hydrating can, can literally change your 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 demeanor right and your and your um, energy levels in the morning and so this morning it's a morning cocktail and it contains three ingredients it contains lemon sea salt and green tea powder um and it was it didn't contain green tea powder in that trial but uh, when recently since i'm creating this product i've added in the green tea for the um metabolism benefits and that is actually something that's included in the Conquer Your Day program, but that I also decided that I could sell separately. So that's a product now that I'm going to create, and it's called HydroVive. Um, and so that's going to be actually coming out rather soon. So it'll be um, like another probably, I'd say, couple of months. Um, but, yeah, so those are other two products. And, again, just things that are going to help other people to really feel better in the morning. And the and then the morning practice will be something that will literally help people to start taking control of their life um, a day at a time, right? So 
Um, those are a couple of other stuff that I'm working on. Very cool. Tell us, tell our listeners where they can go to find out more information about this. Absolutely. So everything, and it's so funny, I should have more platforms, but I don't because it's time consuming to manage them. So right no now, kidding. I, I, <laughs> is yeah, it ever? I, yeah. And I can't, I'm not, I mean, despite being, you know, like a, a millennial age, I'm just not a social media person. And I though so my platform it's my social my own social media account it's my personal social media account and on there I put everything. Eventually I will create the own their own um, website uh, their own um, Instagram accounts when Hydro Vibe and Conquer Your Day come out. Um, but for now it's all on my platform and that is my name so it's Lori L A U R I E underscore Jimenez J I M E N E Z underscore again. So it's Lori underscore Jimenez underscore. That's my personal um, social media handle. And so anybody who wants any updates uh, or they want to just stay up to date with what I'm doing, they can follow me there. Um, and yeah, and they can stay up to date what's going on. I want to ask you something because you brought you uh, you mentioned the term rewired, and yeah. that is something that I use quite a bit. Um, and it is something that, you know, specifically when, when looking at nutrition, right? Most people like, you know, like you're there, like you, their history is, you know, what they grew up with and their family history and the way that things were done and the way that, you know, their thoughts and, and everything that's around the way that they eat was passed down. And, you know, so we kind of see it. What is something that you had to um, rewire for yourself as you came out of here? Uh, you know, or is it, you know, is it was it something that you discovered was like everything that you knew about it was just completely wrong? Yeah, essentially it was it was many, 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 many things because give us an example. That, well, the thing is that that the, the fact that, you know, we were told to not have friends in the outside world to not have relationships in the out. That's what it literally it was. They were, they would call it a, a different world, right? Like worldly people. How, how close yeah. were these worlds connected? I mean, how, like, were you not riding, <laughs> like riding parallel with them? Did you go to public schooling? Did you like, were your oh, schools yeah, separately yeah. and everything? Were you in, no. were you in the world and around it or not at all? I was, I was, I was, I was going to public schools, um, but I wasn't like hanging out with people after school really. And, um, and it was just so it was, it was scary because like going out, it's like you hear all this stuff about how these people are just bad. They're bad, bad, bad. It was crazy. And, I, you know, 18 years old, I'm like, eh, I mean, is that real? But, you know, going out there, you're like, um, there might be there. There might be. So it was like building those relationships with other people. It was it was difficult. Right. Um, it was more it was more challenging for me to build relationships with people. Um and but that's a personal thing. Not a lot of people deal with that, I'd say, um, unless they're going out in the, you know, from a religious um, background. Um, another one were relationships. Um, that was another thing that was that was difficult for me, especially when it comes to like sexual relationships. Right. Because it was so frowned upon and so suppressed when I was in that religion that it was just like any time I had a new relationship, I always felt this guilt. And so it was like, it was a lot that I had to work through. Um, and not enough to mention that the abusive relationship that I got into, this person actually slut shamed me. So, um, that was another, that's, that's a different thing, but, but that was still like adding more wood to the fire of me always already feeling, you know, guilt. Um, and so those were things I had to work out. Um, and also just my, um, like going to, going to school, going to school and getting my degree, um, not, not studying anymore, not reading the Bible, not having a relationship with God, like stuff like that, um, were very conflicting to me. And I just had to work through it. That, that came with the process of me just being okay with the life that I decided to adopt. Um, and that that was the way I wanted to live. So what is your relationship with God right now? Are you? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. It's, it's a very I think, good question. I think it changes throughout life for everybody, just personally. And I know that, again, I'm going to direct all our listeners because you have such a good story when you did your interview on Relentless Minds. I think mm -hmm. it does change. And, and what? How, how is that right now? Yeah, no, that's a really good question, actually. So I'll admit there are things I'm, obviously, everybody has to 
I'm still working through. Right. And when it comes to religion, when it comes to my relationship with God, I've taken it very personal to the fact where what I went through with that religion, I blame God in a way. And I know I do because it was traumatizing to the point where I don't want to have anything to do with religion or God. I mean, I'm better off now because I can actually have a discussion on it. But when I, in the earlier years, I, 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 I remember this because it was, it was, wow, it had left an impact. I, I was surprised at how I reacted, but I had a friend who um, had recently started going to church and she was all, you know, how they are, they're like super motivated and, and enthusiastic and all that. And she was like, Oh my God, this place is amazing. And God and this and God and that. And I like shuddered. I was like, Oh, like it made me feel so weird. And I'm like, this is so strange. Like I've never felt that way before when just a conversation about God comes up. Right. So I know when it comes to that, I mean, I'm still dealing with, with the effects of it. It was been six years now. I mean, and I've, I've had maybe a couple of conversations with my, my sisters and I was raised with my sisters. They're my older sisters and they haven't spoken to me since. And I have a nephew and he's a year and a half and I've seen him 20 minutes one at one period. So like, these are still things that to me, I know they hurt and I know, and I, I'm okay with that. And I know that it's going to hurt me for probably the rest of my life if I never get to speak to them or have a relationship with them again. Right. But I mean, I don't need to keep bringing that up and, and like, cause I, I talk about like, like facing, facing the things that hurt you as opposed to just suppressing it. But like once you know, hey, this is just an issue and this is not going to go away, like sometimes it's just like, you know, it's just it's just there. Right. So if anything, what it's become now is I know that when I have my own family, that's never going to happen. I value family, nothing else. And the the bonds in that are very significant to me. And I would never want to impose that on my kids or on my, my kids or my kids to their siblings and stuff like that. So. That's how it's, it's, it's shifted in that regard. But I'd say that those things have made me, you know, still very um, just apprehensive when it comes to involving myself in any religious thing. Um, and I want to fix it because the thing is that, like, I know that, you know, a relationship with God outside of religion, right, is important. It is something that, like, gives you just... I mean, I don't, I, I believe in God. Like, I know that God exists, right? Um, I've just truly just, like, distanced myself completely because of the traumatizing experience. And it's something I want to fix. I'm not in a rush necessarily to do so. Um, but, you know, maybe something triggers me down the road um, and, and it happens. But, yeah, that's, that was a great question because that's, <laughs> that's something that I'm, I've been coming to terms with. And that's okay. And that's the thing that people, I think that you're sharing with people that they need to understand too, that there is an importance, you know, between physical, mental, spiritual health. We, we have not talked to one person that's had a rough time that has not mentioned something about spiritual and whether it's they go to a church or they go to a synagogue or they just, for me, I was raised in a very Irish Catholic home and it was mm-hmm. kind of shoved down your throat and, yeah. you know, and I've, I've grown up and I've grown apart from different you know, things or traumatizing events in my life where I feel like I have a relationship with God. I pray, I believe it gives you hope, but it, you've got to be, you know, in a place that's comfortable for you. And yeah. I think that, you know, you'll, again, you'll find that. And life is just a series of, you know, adventures and finding yourself and refining yourself and yeah. being relentless like your podcast and rewiring things that don't seem to be working. And Brian, what are you going to add? I, yeah. I, well, I was just going to add to that. What you were just saying is I think it's all part of growth. You know, it's it's all part of growth. And part of growth is kind of is sometimes discovering what isn't working, you know, and, yeah. and even with your career changes and things like that. I mean, it's that's beautiful that you were able to start something and not have it, you know, lock you down uh, and, and your ability to move on from things. The one question that I did want to ask you was um, what what is something that has happened that, you know, where you really realized it was very liberating or, or, or something where, you know, you're just overwhelmed with satisfaction and the fact that, you know, you've made the right decision by walking away or, you know, removing yourself from a situation that wasn't uh, very good. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there were many, many, many situations like this. But what what's like one example where you just felt like, like, yeah, like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. And this is why I did it. And, you know, this is just like overall the liberation of, of and satisfaction of you finding yourself. 
Yeah, that's a great question. So um, one that I know just right off the bat was the relationship that I ended. That was um, toxic relationship. Um, there were pros, there were cons. The cons kind of canceled out the pros. If anything, it it, it like you know, there it added like it was it was it was more significant, became more significant. Um, but it was a three year long relationship I had with this guy. I was nineteen, and you know, obviously really fresh out of this religion and this whole I was in this this period of my life. And um, like I mentioned before, we were just both broken people. Um, he had his controlling environment, but that came from parenting, his parents, his parents. Um, and it was just not a healthy relationship. And um, there were a lot of things. It was another controlling. And this is interesting because it, I even see this in my own in my own background where, you know, a lot of people, they stick with environments that they are comfortable in. Right. Or they know not comfortable with but that. They know. So people that were raised in abusive households or like have abusive relationships usually fall into another abusive relationship, right? Or parents or people that had um, alcoholic or or parents with vices usually find themselves either they have it or they find themselves in a relationship with someone else that has it. Um, so it's like we we as humans like that are unaware like it's just like if we're unaware and if we are living in ignorance and we're not trying to, to separate ourselves from that, we will fall into these habits of, uh, or traps of, of just staying with what we know, right? Which is what we always do. Generally, we don't like change. So I fell into this relationship. This guy was controlling, he controlled what I wore, he controlled who I saw. Very, he was, uh, very jealous and, um, and he had a bit of an anger problem. So, um, again, a life of control, right? Um, it was when I ended that relationship and I ended that relationship because it started to affect my, my career. Um, I was in real estate at the time and he said that I couldn't meet with any guys that were, um, I was starting real estate and he said I couldn't meet with any guys, whether it was clients or whether it was like, um, a partnership with like a loan officer or whatnot that was under the age of 50 years old. <laughs> and so that's the, that's the regulation he placed and he would not budge from it. And Very I helpful. remember there, there, I, huh? Very helpful. <laughs> yeah, I remember there was one loan officer that was recommended to me. They're like, oh, this loan officer by another uh, real estate agent. She's like, this loan officer is great, like very helpful. And I reached out to him and, and you know, I was like, oh, man, he's really cool. Like, let's, you know, maybe have a partnership. I can start working with him. And it was like, how old is he? He even did a search on this guy, found out he was like 46 or something. He's like, he's not 50. You can't do it. Are you serious? I was like, this is not going to happen. I remember and I was like, okay, he's like, yeah, you can either, you can either like, you know, accept that or you can be single. So I'm like, are you serious? It's going to be like that. Like you're giving me an ultimatum. And then he's like, yeah, I'm serious. I'm like, okay, well, it's over. It's over. It's over. No, I kept saying it a million, million times. And I was like, it is over. It was like, I had to say it so many times. So I was more like living in reality for myself than like anything else. I'm like, this is so done. And I just, that was the moment I just, oh, it was the best. And he tried to, you know, obviously work things out after that. I was just like, I was completely done. I I was done like a while prior to that. But that when that's when I was like, there is no future with this person, right? Like there's nothing I can do about it. So um, yeah, so that was the moment where I was like absolutely liberating for me. Um, when it came to the religion, that took many years. When it came to that, like that was my world, that was my lifestyle. When it came to me realizing, hey, like you're not your own person. Like you can, because there were, there were so many things I had to work through before I started really feeling in control of my life and in myself. Um, and so, but that, that one with the, re- the relationship, that was like a moment sort of moment of liberation that I experienced. <laughs> you know, it just made me think of really fast. I wish in life, there was once I was in this relationship and I caught this guy, like he was, I like found these like, panties and I was like these are not my panties like it was like it was it was that moment of like Christine it was this was like the best story ever were they his <laughs> maybe I don't know All right. but anyways those aren't mine you know whatever it was like it was like the icing on the cake you know and I never uh, forget this and I just to share because it's so funny now it's funny but like at the time and I knew like it was a bad scene and like it took forever but I found these I was making the bed found these panties and I like put them on the bed comes upstairs and I was like go upstairs and you and those aren't my blah, 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 it's not for me. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I remember I took this sweatshirt off, threw it on the ground, I ran down these stairs, and I like literally peeled out of the parking lot. And it was the best feeling ever. Like, yeah. I was like, ah! you know, right. like no looking back, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's absolutely. funny because I wish for everybody that we could all have that moment of 
you know, you, I, I see this bad situation. There's no good that's coming from this. Fucking get in your car oh, no. and peel the hell out of the parking lot. Yet we trip over ourselves and we can't do it. And it's yeah. like, oh, and then after you peel out of the parking lot, you're like, oh, no, should I have done that? Or like, wh- maybe I should. No, you shouldn't. If if you're at a point where you feel like you can get outside and peel out of the freaking parking lot, that's life. Like you're, yeah. and it's it's crazy. And I know that that's really what, what this is all about, making the decisions that are the best for us. And it's not yeah. going to be easy. And you're going to sit back and say, and you're going to doubt yourself. And I call it the rabbit hole. I fall down it sometimes where I'm like, I'm not good enough and I don't matter and I'm not doing enough in life and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, hold up, hold up, hold it up here. Let's take a step yeah. back and let's say, okay, all this stuff has happened. Now let's talk about what we're going to do going forward. Who can I help? Who can we inspire? And Laura, you got to keep going. You got to keep yeah. keep it going because... So- it's and to finish, and awesome. to finish, just one final one final thought I wanted to add to this before we close up is that um, a lot of people, I mean, when the, when there's any sort of limitation that they impose on themselves, it's due to something inside that they haven't figured out, right? It's due to something that they're just they're holding it back because they've got some false belief. And when it came to, I mean, if it's not for love, love love makes you blind. I mean, if you're if you love a person, you like you'll. That'll make you just do whatever. But for in a lot of cases, I mean, if, especially toxic relationships, I think the lot the love gets lost and there's something else. Like for me, um, for me and this and, and with this guy, it was just always wanting of having to prove to him that I wasn't what who he was telling me I was. Right? Like I, I I was like I have to like I'm living in so much guilt. Like I felt so much guilt because of the, my parents uh, and like my family. And what I did to them, essentially. So I was like, this person, or, or, or like, he's putting these things on me, saying that I'm this and I'm that. And like, I want to show him that I'm not. And so, like, the fact that I felt like I was attached to this desire to not be this person that I really wasn't, right? But that they were, that I was, that I had identified with, I had to separate that internally before I could let go of this person. And so that was something that I took with time. As I healed, I was like, I am not know to say the the things he said i am not a slut right i am not like this person i am not that like this person this guy is wrong and so breaking out of that relationship was a lot easier because i didn't i no longer felt like i had to prove something to that person the same thing goes with um having like feeling like nobody else is going to love you right like if somebody has had like rejected from their parents and now feels like they're unlovable and they find somebody who gives them this false illusion of of love now that's going to be hard to break away from that person because they feel like they need that in their life. They feel like that person potentially loves them and is, is that's like the most that they're going to have. And after, and, and if they don't have that, they're going to be alone. So that is something else that, that they have to work through. So those are, that's just all about being aware. And that's why for me, I'm all about just being super, super hyper self-aware about what it is that's holding you back. What inside of you is causing you to not make this jump or make this change and then, and then really question that belief if it's true or if it's not. Um, and so that's, that's one final thing I just wanted to add is that. I, you know what? I got to tell you, I think that, uh, I think that, you know, we, we host this podcast and we, you know, the thing we that, do, yeah, we do, Brian, we do. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and the way, the way that I, we always said this is we want to give people information and have other people tell their stories to inspire other people to live long, healthy lives. Right. And that healthy is, you know, is, is a big umbrella that a lot fits underneath it. And, you know, and I think that, um, you know, just you in your space right now sounds, you know, like the situations that you've um, done away with in your life, uh, you know, were some very unhealthy situations. And I know from myself and my the way that I've uh, lived, uh, you know, in my years is that the further I get away from those unhealthy situations, the better it gets. And I want you to understand that, that you're going to look back at where you are right now and you're probably thinking I'm in a great healthy space. And you are. You're in a much healthier space than you've ever been in. And you're going to look back on this right now in a few years and say, I didn't know anything. I now like really it, it grows and grows and grows and grows and yeah. grows. So like Christine says, that relentless, you know, that relentless might keep going with it because um, the beauty of your growth is going to just, you know, growth exponentially. 
and uh, you're going to find that um, as good as you think things are right now, it's getting better. Absolutely. That's yeah, why I keep you around, Brian, for those for things like that. I'm just going with what I I mean, look, I, I, I had a therapist tell me one time, we survive things in life, right? And the three things that she said that we survive are our families, school, and religion, Mm. <laughs> right so like and and i was like yeah oh that made great sense to me like i've survived my family you know and and things that have happened in my life through that i've definitely survived school um you know because there it's a controlling environment and it's and it's calculated and it's a thing that that we you know we were put yeah. to tests you know we're put through tests and you know which some people strive and others don't i didn't um and you know and then religion forget about it i knew early i was like <laughs> this is this is not really you know this is something that's a little bit odd to me something isn't right here and uh and, good morals values beliefs so like each you know like, yeah on the, on the, know, on the surface that. we're not committing adultery and killing people like that but that you know absolutely whatever. on the surface okay and and uh you know but but what you know so just again my story um being what it is um those are things that that I've learned to to discover and appreciate right i appreciated the the place that it was in my life because it it told me like just like your career choices Lori, it wasn't for me i'm going to try something else over here you know and and i think that uh you know we always have that flexibility and uh and as long as those minds continue to be relentless uh in the pursuit of happiness then uh, i think that we can really find some good stuff out there for ourselves yeah absolutely so Lori, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and tell your story and inspire our listeners out there again you know that physical nutrition and then that mental health is uh is where it's at so thank you so much and um with that said my name is christine conti and i'm brian prendergast and we are two fit crazies and the microphone we are where it's at peace